The charm of magic lies in the bloom. The girl's heart will always live a handsome uncle in order to find him north, south, east and west. Now I know what you're thinking. What are the game features of, of pure maiden captures uncle? Well, let me tell you. Game features. Pure girl protagonist. All magic attack. Cool special effects. Handsome uncle. Intelligent AI, let girls difficult to capture. I like it when they let girls difficult to capture. I like it when they include a handsome uncle. Well, I mean, this game has it all. <laughs> I mean, look, if your video game doesn't have a handsome uncle, what are you even doing with your time? What's the point? Right? That's the development resources you could be putting into a handsome uncle. I know. I played... Oh, God. Pure Maiden captures uncle. It's really bad. Casey asked me where I find shit games for video content. The thing is, 10 minutes. <laughs> 10 minutes. You can trip over in the all releases page for oh Steam God, yeah. and find some gold. Some brown, shitty gold. Uh, oh, the charm of magic lies in the bloom. I don't know if I mentioned that enough. Just, I, I need you to know that the girl's heart lives a handsome uncle i'm always will i'm i'm glad that it lives a handsome uncle yeah. also can i just say i love the intro you did to your squirty plays video for that with all the the polaroids coming oh, in yeah. it was wonderful it was great that was justin he uh he realized the game had no intro or title sequence or anything or just a page with the title on it so he was like fuck it i'll make me own that's the Squirty Play, the latest Squirty Play on the Jim Sterling YouTube channel. <laughs> yes, I still upload videos. You, that you do. Yeah, I'm not that bitter. You do. I'm not. I'm not bitter about the fact that people ask me if I still upload videos, or are shocked when they find <sighs> out I do because YouTube don't fucking tell them. YouTube's terrible for even telling people that do follow you when you make stuff. You know what platform I've recently discovered is apparently actually great for getting people to look at your stuff even if they're not subscribed? Quibi. Yeah, Quibi. You guessed it in one. It's Quibi. Quibi's the Fuck new place yeah. to be making content. Now, apparently fucking TikTok. I've been making yeah. shit on TikTok for a little while. Oh, God. I don't get TikTok. I didn't until I started, and um, I'm sort of working it out now. I'm routinely getting, like, 30 or 40,000 views on a, on, on a video on there, and all of the comments are really lovely, positive, nice comments from people who want to be engaged with that content. Fuck. That ain't bad, is it? I don't know what started happening, but I TikTok has decided out of nowhere to be like, yeah... Yeah, you. Go. <laughs> All right, then. So go, ch go check me out on TikTok, Laura K. Buzz. Go, go do that. Fuck I make yeah. videos there occasionally. Ooh. I don't make videos anymore. No? I just choke some people. It's... It's literally all I do. It's simpler that way. It honestly is. Like, I could spend all day editing, or I could just, like, go up to Sean Phoenix who's my favourite person to chokeslam, and just chokeslam the shit out of him. And he wouldn't be able to stop me doing it. He didn't last time. I mean, he's got two working arms now, but, oh, it's good to chokeslam him when he doesn't. I keep looking at, at uh, what, what what's the game called? Pretty, pretty, pretty Uncle Capture Maiden. Pure Maiden Captures Uncle, that's the one. Pretty Uncle um, Capture Maiden. That's the one. <laughs> I mean, that makes about as much sense as the actual title. Yeah. 
I, I keep looking at this main character design, and I'm pretty certain that they have just recolored the hair from a character from a popular anime called Sword Art Online. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure I know the character they stole the design from. The theme tune that the game uses got me a content ID. I am also pretty sure that that anime music is lifted from somewhere. Not not to cast aspersions. What? Not to cast aspersions, but I... I, I, I yeah. I, I wouldn't doubt it, considering this This is a pretty blatant rip-off of, like, a like four-year-old anime character. It was very popular a few years ago. I mean, there's similarities. That's for sure. God knows. God knows what, what video games are up to. For anyone who's not watched this video, you've got a skipping anime girl versus a just a giant businessman prancing around. Yeah. And the anime girl ha- is doing anime attacks and the man is just sort of skipping merrily through Stonehenge. He occasionally summons whirlwinds, as business uncles at Stonehenge often do. <laughs> the legendary order of the Stonehenge business uncles. Like... If, if I had to look at these two characters in isolation and go, which one of these is, like, the magical character you have to defeat and which one of you is, the like, the protagonist that would be a very relatable protagonist, I'd put them the other way around. Yeah. you got to fight against the magical anime girl, but you only have the powers of, a, of, a, of an uncle. <laughs> <laughs> the powers of an uncle. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can give ill-received Christmas gifts. Maybe that'll help you in the battle. I was about to say Christmas. Like That's the only time an uncle has a job, is to just pop yeah. around half-heartedly at Christmas. It's that, and it's making like inappropriate racist jokes in family Facebook thread, mm-hmm. uh, email threads. I feel like that's, that's the purpose of an uncle. I got the most amount of applause I've ever received this past weekend. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Went to a wrestling show, wasn't booked. I was just there to hang out, uh, watch Wrestler's Lab filming season two. Fucking eight episodes back to back. The ring announcer worked eight straight hours. MV Young did five wrestling matches in a day. That is impressive. That that man has stamina, which I suppose you would need to run a polyamorous cult mansion. Yeah, especially I've, I've been to his mansions. <laughs> you need energy there. Oh, and a tetanus shot. It, yes, I came very close, very close <laughs> to running through my foot by walking there. Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't booked, but the show was running late. So there was like, have you got your stuff? Now there is a cardinal rule in wrestling, always bring your gear. Yeah. So I had my mask, I had a jacket, I had I basically had Commander Casual. Um, and then me and Brandon Hamilton, the ring announcer, we just sort of grabbed the mics and played for time because the show was running late. And I demanded applause for my mermaid leggings, which are really good. I demanded applause for doing it when I wasn't meant to be working. I demanded applause for the first person I spoke to in the audience was a fan of mine. So round of applause for me for that. Uh, I think I just demanded another oh inventing escalators yeah brandon and i decided that because we are big and unfit and escalators were made for us we deserved credit and got round of applause for that and then i said to brandon this is the most applause i've ever gotten anywhere well i mean the thing is is you're a a heel usually your your job is explicitly to be there to not get cheered well say that <laughs> i've really struggled at the previous shows i've been doing to to get over as a heel i might have to turn baby face <laughs> although the estrogen's done a good job of that my fucking oh. god i look amazing you could all suck my dick 
Seriously, estrogen just fucking takes years off the face. Right? It's it's a wonder it's a wonderful thing. I know people who've got on estrogen and they've looked like years and years long younger within like a matter of months. It's like it's the fountain of youth, this stuff. Oh god, the skin. The skin, Laura. The skin, Conrad. Yeah. Mm. It's so lovely, right? Conrad, mm-hmm. when you're over to watch wrestling, you need to just stroke my face. Just touch and your say, skin. Good, good. Yeah. Okay. I'd like that. That's it's just a good casual hack for any of you out there that, you know, want nicer, softer, smoother, younger looking skin. Just just trans it up a bit. Mm-hmm. It'll do you wonders. Yeah. How's how's your week been, everyone? Mine has been very all over the place. Well, yeah. I, I I'm very suddenly getting married in two weeks. Yay. I was planning to get married anyway, but I thought I had more time and then our competition was like, hey, you want a competition? Do you want to have your whole wedding paid for and it's on a train? And as someone that likes trains very much, I was like, I very much like that. That sounds wonderful. Trains are among your best ones. Trains are among my best ones. And now they're going to dress up a train with all sorts of nice gay shit on it, make it look very gay. Awesome. And then I just get to hop aboard the gay train and get get married and, and have all food and drink and a fancy dress on a gay train. I mean... What more do you need? That's the dream. Right? That is the dream. I want to marry Jonathan Holmes on a gay train. I never will. Look, maybe someday they will run another competition and you can say, hello, I have a good friend called Jonathan Holmes who I would like to marry on the train, please. He doesn't know. <laughs> but he's... I would love the surprise. Well, I, I'm sure if you just... If you phrase it right, if you go, I would like to plan a surprise wedding for... Jonathan Holmes, a man who I love very much. I think you could you can make that fly. I reckon. I mean, I'd be worried if a train was flying, unless it was Astro Train or uh, what's the musical that's uh, Starlight Express? <gasps> the Starlight Express. Yes. Yeah. Oh, let's all get married on the Starlight Express, <laughs> please. That's perfect. Yeah. <sighs> we got video games this week. Oh shit, have we? Yeah, we got some of them. Should we should we start with the ones we've played some of so that we can put off talking about all the fucking news? Yeah. The news is a lot this week. Who's played something? I've played a game. What game have you played? I can't even remember the ones I said <laughs> I played. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll start with the okay. with one then I'll, I'll get a quick one out of the way I played more Pokemon Unite And its oh. monetization got so much fucking worse That's one of the ones I played My god it's vile So here's the thing We talked about it last week And I was like It's pretty fucking vile It's more vile than I knew Because some of the, the vile shit Is locked behind level progression To see just how vile it's gonna be So we briefly mentioned last week There's held items that can impact gameplay a little bit And they can be earned with real money Or they can be you know, within game currency or bought with real money and that was scummy and that's shitty enough oh no no it gets so much fucking shittier those held items that impact your gameplay have a leveling system oh god and <laughs> the leveling system you can pay to upgrade the items up to max level with real money which is kind of pricey to do and the difference between a you know, a low-level version of that item and a fully upgraded one that you've spent money to put up to max stats is fucking unrealistic. Like, if you do not have those things maxed out, you are not going to be playing ranked and having any level of success. Is this why I'm dying within seconds? I mean, that's probably why you're dying in seconds. People have worked out that the way to win matches really quickly is... 
I'll just I'll just pay to increase uh, leftovers and special attack increase yeah. and um, critical hit. I'll put those three on and I'll put them all up to level thirty. And now I can automatically regenerate health really quickly and do bonus damage and have higher defense. People pay to win. Yeah, that's yeah. It sounds like people pay to win. No, they do. They do. You know how many hours of game that is hidden behind? You've got to get about five, six hours into that before it goes, oh yeah, by the way, this is why everyone's doing better than you. They paid for this system. Fuck it. Fuck me running. (sighs) I was very, very not in favour of it a week ago, and it's just gotten worse. Disgusting. As I said last week, I'll maintain... The core gameplay loop is fun. If this had no pay-to-win gameplay impacting shit in it, you know, it would be a fun game to play. It was a fun game to play in the first couple of days before people leveled up enough to find out that they could pay their way into being the best. Like, the first couple of days of it were fun, and it has completely, like, even outside of the microtransactions, it has stopped being a fun game for unpaying people, because they're getting their asses kicked. That's... I'm sorry. I you, you said that people were paying to be the best, and the song started going <laughs> in my head. <laughs> I I want to be the very best, like no one ever paid to be before. Yeah. Uh, what a disgusting, evil-hearted little game. Yeah. I don't even like playing it. <laughs> I enjoyed playing it, but just fuck off. Mm-hmm. Uh I've got a video going up on it. It, it might be up by the time that this this uh, podcast goes up, where I go into like real big depth on everything now. Yeah, I've been planning to like do a impressions or something. Once I've stopped being sick every time I think about it. Yeah. In in terms of the the stuff that isn't the pay to win stuff, I think the thing that bothers me most now I've had time to sit with it for a while is the deliberate obfuscation of how much of of loot boxes the 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 deliberately introduced like three or four steps of separation oh yeah money laundering yeah to try and distract you as much as possible from oh yes i spent money on this and that led to this yeah yeah like it's such a gross disgusting manipulative Bullshit tactic. Like, there's so many of them in this game, but that's that's maybe one of the worst. Yeah, it's what these games do now. Like, they know that that there's controversy against paid loot boxes and stuff, so they add these little steps. So, and it works. I've you know, it it worked with that uh that Resident Evil one. The um yeah, that had loot boxes. You could pay for them, but it was you bought boosters that let you get more of them. And because it was just this little bit, just a little roundabout way of doing it, then people were like, but they're not paid loot boxes. But they are. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, if I can pay money to get a thing that will let me get more loot boxes, I have paid for more loot boxes. Mm-hmm. Uh... And like, it's not it's not the legal definition of money laundering. But it's what they're doing. Yeah. They're taking your dirty money and they're giving you purple gems. And then they get to say, oh, you're not spending money on the game. Yeah. You spend money on the purple gems. I recorded a video on Monday night where I was like, right, how quickly do each of these different sections of the storefront, uh, how many times did you have to click before it goes, hey, buy some gems? 
on average, it was three. Three clicks deep into any given menu. It was like, oh. hey, do you want gems for that? Fuck's sake. Uh, what an evil game. Yeah. It's for kids. It's Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. The Pokemon company actively were like, hey, be child friendly when you cover this game, ideally, because children might be interested in it because children engage with the Pokemon brand. Oh. And the game is literally not child friendly. No. What about you, Comrade? What are you what are you played? I have been playing mini motorways. Ooh. Mini mini motorways. Mini motorways. It's a follow-up to Mini Metro, which was a game about subway lines. Mini Metro is a very good game. I've been very curious about Mini Motorways. Mini Motorways is Mini Metro. It's very good. I mean, it, it but it, there's there's not really that much different. Yeah, this is why I haven't tried it. I've had people asking me, like, oh, are you going to check out Mini Motorways? I was like, everything I've seen tells me this is just Mini Metro, and I like Mini Metro already. That one's about trains, which is one of my favorite ones. Sure. Yeah. And this is not about trains. This is about car traffic patterns, and it's it's fine. Like, it has some of the same sort of frustrating, like, oh... Okay, why did this have to spawn in this orientation at the very map edge where I can do fuck all with it kind of stuff? Mm. But otherwise, I mean, you lay out roads at intervals of one week, which I think a day is 20 seconds or 40 seconds, maybe. Mm. At the end of every week, you get more road tiles and some sort of bonus thing to use in building your network so it could be bridges to cross rivers you can get roundabouts that will allow more vehicles to pass through more quickly without stopping you can get stoplights that alternate the flow of traffic to stop congestion at spots and you can get um motorways which will basically just let you to stretch across the map and you know create a connection from one point to another uh that you know, like a highway. And that's it. Hmm. It's it's real simple. Houses appear on the map. Destinations that match their color appear on the map. There is a colorblind mode. Uh, the game is real good about offering you all of the settings that could allow you to disable the things that you might find annoying or otherwise uncomfortable to enjoy. It, it, it just kept popping them up for the first like half hour I was playing saying, hey, do you not like these transitions for the menus? We can get rid of those. Yeah, all right, cool. So that's fun. Yeah, it's a good game. I'm enjoying it. I, I've only played the first two levels of it. I'm looking at a map of Beijing right now that there's no way I'm going to solve this traffic problem off a of highway one. And it's really a shame because I've got this beautiful roundabout, but you know, it just it, it's not it's not coming together. No, it's fun. It's, it's, uh, yeah, build roads. Cool. I like to build roads. Yay. I played another thing this week. This is a nice quick one I can just rattle out. I started playing the uh, Xbox Series X version of Microsoft Flight Simulator that finally released. Mm-hmm. Um, I was super curious how that was going to turn out because, my God, the PC version of Microsoft Flight Sim. It is a great game. It is a wonderful game. I love it very much. Its attention to detail of the real world is phenomenal. But even on a, like a, an expensive editing, like video editing gaming machine, that game struggles to keep anything vaguely resembling a stable frame rate. Mm-hmm. It is the most resource hog 
game I've ever played on PC. It 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 should have the status of when people used to talk about Crisis as a thing that would melt rigs. Yeah. So I was I was dubious of how it was going to run on console, but also very optimistic that it was actually being developed for a single like set of hardware and that that might help. I am really impressed by how well this runs. It runs better on Series X than it does on my PC. And I don't know how much of that is to do with optimizing it for known hardware or just capping certain settings in certain places that like I'm not noticing, but it feels like I am visually getting the full experience that I was on PC here. It's capped at 30 frames a second, but it's at least it's a stable 30 frames a second, so I really don't mind that. Yeah, for anyone for anyone who is like interested in Flight Sim and is just like, I know my PC is not gonna run it, the Xbox version on Series X runs really nicely. Also, I was really pleasantly surprised to discover that my existing PC uh, flight stick works on Xbox. Like, you just plug it into the Xbox and it works. Oh, that's nice. That's really nice. That saves me trying to play it on a on a controller, which is doable, but it's not ideally how I want to be playing a flight sim. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I don't know off the top of my head which flight sticks are supported on, on Xbox, but I know that some of them are, so if you've got a flight stick already, try plugging it in and see what happens. Yeah, that's all I really had to say about that. I, I'm I'm very excited to, when I've got some free time, put some proper hours into that now that I have a device that can play it without making the rest of my PC grind to a halt. Uh, what about you, Steph? What have you been playing this week? Well, I've been playing it as a very special form of Microsoft Flight Sim. Yeah? In that I've not been playing it at all, but with the goddamn travel ban getting in the fucking way, it's pretty accurate. Ugh... <sighs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, I played Samurai Warriors 5 as well. Oh, I watched Ooh. you play a bit of that. Yeah. Yeah. It looked pretty good from the couple of minutes I saw of it. It's all right. It looked like a Dynasty Warriors type game. Yeah. It's a Warriors game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Where does it fall in the pantheon of good to bad Warriors? Uh, it's above the middle. Okay. It's, and that's that's... That's as fair enough a summation. It's above the middle in the massive fucking sea of the fucking things. Uh, this is a reboot. Oh! They're not above... Even though it's the same story every game. <laughs> they, they retell it every game. This is a reboot, which basically means they redesigned the characters. They redesigned the characters. They all look younger now. And there are fewer characters and even fewer movesets because they've done the Dynasty... Samurai Warriors as a series has largely avoided this, but they took the weapon system from the later Dynasty Warriors games where it's like any character can equip any weapon. And that gives them the excuse to have fewer weapons than characters. So characters have cloned movesets. But because you can swap weapons, we're not supposed to admit it's cloned. But every character has a token weapon, like their weapon. And there's like, th I've got three unlocked already that use the same fucking katana. Oh, but it's all right. If you, if, if they're meant to have a katana, if that's their chosen weapon, they'll get like an extra attack that's unique to them. But the rest of it, you you might as well just be playing the same character. I don't approve... I don't approve, especially when there are fewer characters. If there are fewer characters, have the same amount of weapons as characters. No amount of okay cell shading visuals will make up for that. They're pretty okay, though, those visuals. I mean, they looked pretty okay from a glance. Yeah. They seemed to be doing all right. They seemed colorful and animated. Mm-hmm. 
I saw lots of quickly moving shapes. There was lots of quickly moving shapes. If you're not used to the Warriors games, like it's indecipherable because the camera doesn't focus on what you're hitting. You have to feel it out. And after years of doing it, like I know which direction to spam the button. For anyone else playing it, they're like, what the fuck is this? It's a mess. And it is a mess. I'll tell you what, though. Do you think it looks as good as, like, a top first-party PS5 title? I mean, we've had so few of them, yeah. but I barely know what one should look like. I don't think it does, but it has way longer loading screen. <laughs> Not optimised. Yeah. yeah. Not optimised. It always amuses me when the it's it's always some of the worst looking games on a system that have the worst loading times as well. Uh, they they're not terrible, terrible, but there are times where you're like, "What's this loading bar? They're not meant to exist anymore." It's there. I mean, they they don't in uh, in good games. In good games, anyway. No one cares. Samurai Warriors. No one cares. I'm bored of it already. That's. I played too many Warriors games. I've. I played loads of this Samurai Warriors Five, and then I'm like, you know what? I'm full up. What well, What we need is more weird Warriors games. Give me Warriors games for things that we haven't had Warriors games before. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, the previous, the last Samurai Warriors games, Samurai Warriors Four, Two. With, oh god, they milk this shit. Samurai Warriors 4-2 was pretty damn good, and it had like lots of characters and with individual weapons, and there was like really wacky stuff. Here, it really is just swords and spears and things. The first thing when you said, you know, go try other th- properties, the thought of a Guilty Gear set Warriors game just blew my mind because not only do you have this like super fucking weird setting with all of this these elements that don't seem to fit together properly you toss them into a dynasty warriors game which is its own whole mess and then you have these two companies that are like so known for their exploitative like dlc practices oh god yeah and and, i mean i just want to see it i just want to see what it would look like Never play it. Samurai Warriors came out yesterday at the time of talking. Uh-huh. They've already announced DLC not covered by the season pass. Of course. Of course. Of course they have. <laughs> Fucking gross. Why would a season pass cover all the content? Anyway, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I miss video games. I miss video games that didn't have season passes that don't even cover all the content. Some games never used to have season passes at all. They were just games. Oh, those were the the days, the yeah. bygone era. I mean, I'm talking about the, the the big ones, of course. You can still find games that don't have season passes that don't cover all the content. I'm pretty sure Skatebird won't. Back, back in my day, you could pick up a AAA video game on an internet-connected console yeah. and not have to buy anything else. Hell, back in my day, we didn't even call them such ludicrous, arrogant things as AAA games. You know what we called them? Fucking video games. And we liked it. And we loved it. Couldn't get enough of it. Actually, yes, we legitimately loved it as opposed to... Yeah. Yeah. I used to stuff my dirty little game gullet with games. We were so young and stupid. We were fucking idiots. <laughs> God. And I tell you what, it will literally only get worse. Oh, yeah. One day we'll look back on Pokemon Unite and think, they are fair. Those, Those were fair. the days. <laughs> 
you remember Pokemon Unite back in the day where they, they, you know, it was a bad game, but at least they wouldn't sell you the outfit if you didn't own the character. You know, that's those were the days. It was just loot boxes. Like, I don't know what's coming along that's going to make people think that loot boxes are okay by comparison, but you know something. Oh, yeah, it's coming. Loot drugs. They, they ship you some drugs in the mail. <laughs> you don't even know which ones you get. Yeah. What kind of drugs did you get? Is it an up or is it a downer? You don't know. Pop your loot drug and find out. Oh, God. I've never really thought about <laughs> loot boxes and comparing them to just that bottle of pill or that, that bowl of pills that you see at the party you really shouldn't be at ever. I, I think it's sketchier than that. I think loot boxes are the mysterious baggie you see on the floor of the bathroom and you go, hmm. that's probably all right. <laughs> yeah, my assumption is if I see a bowl of drugs... <laughs> I think to myself, they must be fine. Otherwise, why put them in a bowl? And then I just grab a handful. So somebody I knew once got arrested on a DUI. Mm. And they spent the night in the drunk tank. And in the morning, uh, a cab came to pick them up uh, and take them home. And as the cab pulled up, and this is a very paranoid individual already that has gotten this DUI. And the car pulls up, and as the taxi stops, off the top of the back seat, a baggie falls down (laughs) into the back seat. And this person who's about to get into the taxi cab is like, oh, fuck no. I'm not, this is a setup. I'm not getting arrested for none of this shit. The cabbie looks back, is like, oh, fuck, my last fare left that in here. We're in front of a police station. Get in the fucking car. So they do. Uh, postscript to the story, um, it was meth, but it was cut with something really awful, and, and and the guy wound up throwing it away. It's a shame. It's a shame when you've got to throw meth away. You know, it does happen. Oh. People do find baggies of questionable origin, and then they do use them. <laughs> I've seen mysterious baggies around in the past. I once stumbled upon a baggie of I was like, I'm just fucking curious what 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 is here? I'm not gonna fucking mess with it. Uh from the looks of it, it was a bag of uh, of some kind of benzos. I was like, oh, don't oh. fuck with those, you'll have seizures if you fuck around with them. I had a drug dealer who kept asking me for benzos because he knew I was like I had like illnesses. And all I could think of was like, what kind of drug dealer are you? That you're asking your customers for inventory. I do think, though, that uh, that there's something to be said for the idea of a reality show where <laughs> people are put in a position where they have to guess what's in the baggie. And if they want to win all the money, they have to take it. <laughs> I suspect that if, if you turn up at an event and you're high enough already when you find the baggie, there's a good chance you'd play that even without a cash prize. <laughs> yeah. You go, oh, that's a white powder. The, the white powder ones are all right, usually. <laughs> I could win something out of this. Oh, God. So I think we've just proved that loot boxes lead to drugs. Oh, absolutely. They're a gateway. 100%. The the ultimate gateway. Loot boxes, not even once. I would say winners don't use loot boxes, but But they do because they 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 paid to win. win. (laughs) (sighs) Who else has played something this week? I mean, I I played more Spelunky, but I do that every week. You do play the Spelungas. Yeah. Anything new in the Spelungas? Yeah, how's it How's it this week? It's it's terrible. It's terrible every <laughs> week. I, I still almost never make it 
to Olmec, and then nine times out of ten, Olmec beats me because I do something stupid. Um, I haven't been past that point in over a month, as depressing as that is. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it's fucked. Yeah, I played a couple of other other things. I got back into cooking Mama Cook Star. Oh, because. Uh, so you know how, like, I, I was the undisputed record holder in that game. Yes. On every record, on every platform. Absolute queen of that game. Yeah, and then I had my, my one anime rival, Val, who showed up, and we went back and forth on records for a bit. So a while ago, the game came to PS4 in North America only, digital only, and it was very weird and suspect. I think I talked about it on Podquisition at the time. And... I ended up with a copy of the PlayStation version of that game, and I, I've not really touched it much, because I was like, look, I'm in first place, what do I need to worry? Two new people have entered the speedrunning scene for this game, oh. and undeniably the PlayStation platforms run the game quicker than the Switch version. Ah. So I had a bunch of my records taken by beginners at speedrunning this game. Oh. And I was like, I was like, I need to, I need to get in and show them how it's done. Cause there's a couple of reasons speedrunning is much faster on PlayStation consoles, particularly PS5. The loading times are basically non-existent. And all of the animations have gone from 30 frames a second on Switch to 60 frames a second on the PlayStation consoles. Gotcha. But the thing is, is that they've not made twice as many frames. They've just played the animations at double speed to make it 60 frames a second. God bless them. Which makes everything go faster. <laughs> so, like, on average, I was saving around 30 to 45 seconds per recipe oh. just by switching from Switch to PS5. Yeah, no wonder they... Had beaten it. Yeah, so my previous like record for the the big the big uh, category, the all vegetarian recipes any percent, like the the one that takes multiple hours to do. My previous record was three hours twenty four minutes, and I that that was like after practice and practice and practice I got that time. And one of these kids comes in and plays on PS4 and beats my time by fifteen minutes. Aww. They get three hours. They get three hours ten without even trying. So I'm like, you know what? I'm rusty, I'm not in practice. I'm gonna wreck your time, sir. <laughs> so I did a run of that game, not in three hours twenty-four, not in three hours ten, which is the new record. I did a run in two hours forty-five minutes. Oh wow. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I knocked like forty minutes off of my previous personal best. I beat their record by like twenty-five minutes. I was like, look at me go. You don't come here to play. I will. I know what I'm doing. I'm gonna take these records Fucking back. Merciless. So, honestly, I I haven't played this game in a while. But having someone come in and and be very excited about having beaten my record, I let them sit with it for a couple of weeks. I was a bit busy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you've been in first place for a couple of weeks. I'll ask you. Uh, here I come. <laughs> So I very much, I very much having fun getting back into playing the weird shit cooking mama game, mm -hmm. and knowing quite how much the time saves are on this. It's like, oh, this is instantly becoming more manageable to actually like do a speedrun attempt in a single stream. So that's that's nice. So I'm doing I'm doing a stream tonight, probably after we finish recording this, where I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go claim back all of the small records they beat. Mm -hmm. So they beat they I, I I won back the big one. I'm like right, I can I can get all the small ones back in a single stream. Yeah. I can manage that. Sweep them off the board. Exactly. Uh, what about you both? Have either of you played anything else? No. Uh, I've been playing the original Silent Hill. Wow. Mm. Yeah. The. US version, not the European version, where the monsters look ridiculous. Where the monsters are basically teddy bears with big hands. 
Uh, I'm playing the one where they're children with knives, which is scarier in a way. It's all right, isn't it? I once bought it legally, so I'm allowed to play it on my little handheld that is just full of games. That makes sense. Yeah, that sounds right. I believe that's how it works. <laughs> the little handheld's got rumble. I didn't even know that. It shakes when Ooh. I run Harry inevitably oh. into a wall. God, it's always an adjustment going back to those old survival horror controls. Mm-hmm. The, the forklift truck controls. Other than that, it's Silent Hill. I don't know what you want from me. It's got fog, it's got monsters, it's got... I'm not going to blame you for just going, it's Silent Hill, and that's it, because that's half of my games this week. Are, I played it, it's the same as when I played it before. Yes. <laughs> More of it. Yeah. I'm having one of those weeks. Yeah, i got no insight yeah. into Silent Hill. I, uh, I like it. Yeah. Games I have no insight on. I played more Train Simulator because I got excited because I'm having a wedding on a train. You're having a wedding on a train? God I'm damn. having a wedding on a train and Train Simulator, that's that's more train. I played that while I was excited about trains. That's that's all I got on that. <laughs> Conrad, save us. Do you have opinions? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what we've got to do now then? The dirty business. we got to we got to touch the news. Yeah, this news sent me into... I won't blame all of it on it. There was a lot going on. But when the story broke, like, it helped start a just a major depressive episode. Yeah. To the point where I couldn't even hang out to do more karaoke with Conrad. <laughs> I had to leave early, and I'm sorry I had to do that. Oh, that's all right. It's been a lot, this story. Yeah. Yeah, so this story broke, as stories often do, just after we recorded Podquisition last week. This was originally broken by Neve Alsup, a legal reporter over at Bloomberg Law. The California Department of Fair Employment and Housing has filed an explosive lawsuit against Activision Blizzard for discrimination. We're not going to dig into all of the horrible shit in this lawsuit because it is extensive and depressing. It's evil. There is evil in that report. Yes. It ranges in very simple terms from quote-unquote frat boy culture and just gross sexist behaviour right through to unwanted sexual advances from a a higher up in the company that drove someone to kill themselves. Mm -hmm. It is a lot. I recommend people, if they feel up to the emotional task, to read it, because it is detailed and damning and top to bottom paints the picture of a company that is deeply, deeply rotten to the core. And make no mistake, that's the game industry. It's not just Activision. The, and I've, I've said this for over a year. The game industry is rotten yeah. to the core. And you can't fix it. You can only completely gut it. Yeah. This story has been an interesting one for, for me on a personal note to see happen. In that um, I, have, I have a friend who I have been friends with for years who has talked about their stories of their brief time at Blizzard. And... Everything they have told me about their very brief time there and their decisions about why they left that company as quickly as they did put this into a lot of light. This is not a new thing. This has been going on for years and it's fucking terrifying that it has managed to go on as long as it has. It is a horrible story. But I tell you what, at least we've got, like, at least everyone's unified. Like, there's not going to be any reviews of Activision games, like, this year. Like, the press is going to unite and, oh. Uh. It, no, instead what they're going to do is they're going to write about other people 
who have refused to cover their games. Yep. And then they're going to end that article with a list of upcoming Activision and Ubisoft games. Yes, they will. For fuck's sake. No, they're all also going to write the article about the walkout action. Yeah. And try to, you know, get a bunch of attention and they'll say, oh, you know, this is important or some ri- some writer will. And that, that writer may legitimately feel that way, but the fucking outlet doesn't give a shit. No. And the publisher's going to keep right on having their employees churn out content and continue to promote the products. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've already, well, I said last year with Ubisoft and I actually said it about Activision um, for many other reasons beforehand. Like, I'm not covering their games ever again. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know that's not much of a threat coming from someone who they already fucking hate and don't want anyone to listen to, but... I can't. And to a certain extent, you are in a bit of a privileged position as compared to some of your peers who may not have those options. I'm not in a privileged position compared to the platforms those writers are working for. Right. I do not have the influence Kotaku has. I do not have the influence. But you also don't necessarily have the possibility of losing this job for refusing to do that. Well, this is why I do not name individual journalists. Exactly. My problem is with journalism, which has failed. Right. Game journalism failed itself more than anything else over the past year and and change. They They should have held Ubisoft to account. They never did. They should be holding Activision to account. They're not gonna. But I just do want to make sure for the purposes of a listening audience that it's understood that that this is not about individual writers because every individual writer that I've ever spoken to in this business feels that this is not the way it should work. Yeah, I I want to agree with Conrad on on that that point in so much as like, I, I agree. I am I am here on team. I am not fucking I am not touching anything Ubisoft. I am not touching anything Activision Blizzard now. They are going on the list. But I know that like if this whole reckoning had happened a few years ago while I was still in a salaried position at an outlet, mm-hmm. I would have been put in a really fucking difficult position had it been it wouldn't have been as simple as, well, I'm not covering those. Yeah. I was put in a similar position once. Yes. Yeah. The company that did it has collapsed since. I'm not saying the two are related, but I did take a third of their audience when I left. <laughs> that said, the Escapists now, they've actually stepped up. They're not covering this shit. I mean, they're not covering Activision. My my response is to go, oh, now do Ubisoft. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, a, it's some integrity. It's something. I've I've seen more people step up about this than I saw step up about Ubisoft, and I wonder how much of that is to do with the fact that this is a government-based lawsuit. Plus, it's easier to hate Activision. People love hating Activision. And I'd like to think, I would like to think that there is some measure of growing frustration that's making it harder to ignore them on an individual basis. Maybe. From a cynical point of view, I do wonder is part of it just the difference between 
the government says something's fucked up and a bunch of individual women have stepped forward to say what's fucked up. It makes it harder for the the defenders to wave it off, certainly. Yeah. So this story continues. This is going to fucking... We got a lot of updates on this. So the same day that the news broke, um, an Activision Blizzard spokesperson sent a lengthy statement calling the allegations distorted and in many cases false. Now, just that quote alone is like, okay, that means there is some true shit in here, at the very least you're admitting. But they went on in this statement to start complaining about how the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing was unaccountable state bureaucrats, which sounds like they're trying to discredit their accusers rather than engage with the accusations, just a little bit. Hmm. So, like, this was the first response was, no, 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 no. They were very quick to jump specifically with the suicide to, oh, we're sickened that you would even bring up that that employee's suicide and suggest that it was anything to do with us. Very, how dare you accuse us? Uh. It was a depressing fucking response. One thing that's really interesting about that first response that I feel like needs to be talked about, Activision Blizzard does not mention Activision anywhere oh. in this first half of the response. All they talk about is, oh, this is not the Blizzard workplace of today. They only talk about Blizzard. And I've seen it suggested, and I think this is a very credible thought, is are they trying to suggest that, oh, no, no, there was some bad stuff at Blizzard before the merger, but it's fixed now that we're Activision, Bl Activision Blizzard. Like, it really seems like they're trying to suggest Blizzard, an independent entity, is in the past was the problem. Yeah. Not us the whole of today. That was their first attempt anyway. Yeah, yeah, we, we got a we got a we got a we got a few of those. There's stuff about like Bobby Kotick calling the original Activision response tone deaf, like now that the shares have dropped. Yeah, that well, that came out late last night. Yes, yes. Okay, so we'll 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 jump around. These might not be in perfect order. A lot of stuff happened. Activision Blizzard employees currently today, as we record this are staging a walkout in protest of leadership's abhorrent response to the harassment lawsuit. Workers have four demands for the walkout, an end to mandatory arbitration clauses in employee contracts, current and future. They claim, I think rightly so, that arbitration clauses protect abusers and limit the ability of victims to seek restitution. Now, I'm not an expert in arbitration, but my understanding is oh, no, no, you can't just go and tell an outside third party what bad thing is happening to you. You have to sit down and talk face-to-face -face with the person you have a problem with and we'll sort it out in-house in quietly. I mean, that is basically it, yeah. That is basically what it is, and as such, it puts people in really awkward difficult situations and limits their ability to go over the heads of their abusers to deal with them that way. They also demand the adoption of recruiting, interviewing, hiring, and promotional policies to improve representation at all levels within the company. Current practices have led to women, in particular women of colour and transgender women, non-binary people and other marginalised groups that are vulnerable to gender discrimination, not being hired fairly or for new roles compared to men. That seems to be a pretty big part of the, the lawsuit and makes sense that they are asking for that. Mm -hmm. Publication of data on relative compensation, equity grants, profit sharing, promotion rates, salary ranges for employees of all genders and ethnicities at the company, because current practices have led to groups not being paid or promoted fairly. So basically, 
be fucking transparent about who's getting paid what so that people can see if you're underpaying women and minorities, and empower a company-wide diversity, equity, and inclusion task force to hire a third party to audit the reporting structure. Basically, get third-party people in to work out what the fuck is wrong and how to fix it, rather than trying to go, oh, we'll, we'll have an internal investigation. No. So that's going on today. That walkout is occurring. Good. Yep. It's not going to fix the system. You know, like industry. What? First of all, investigate every video game company. Yeah, just across the board. I mean, investigate every company. You know, but as far as this industry goes, every publisher, every studio, investigate the fuck out of them. But as a show of solidarity, as people, you know, standing up for themselves, I think it was Richard Cobbett who was like, you know, at the very least, show these untouchable titans they can bleed. Like, mm-hmm. you can do something. Um, And of course, people who are not part of the walkout explicitly are encouraged to not log into Blizzard games, you know, not... not... I mean, you should do that outside of the walkout day at the moment, but also, you know... I mean, yeah, like, like when this goes up, the walkout day's over, but just keep it up. Yeah, just stay logged out of Blizzard games. Don't support these scumbags, these utter scum. Yeah... Um, so let's let's talk about Bobby Kotick. Activision Blizzard boss Bobby Kotick tells staff company's initial response to discrimination lawsuit was tone deaf in response to share prices falling. Our initial responses to the issues we faced together and to your concerns were quite frankly tone deaf. Oh yes, he's facing a lot of this with them. Yep, yep, very much so. Um, It is imperative that we acknowledge all perspectives and experiences and respect the feelings of those who've been mistreated in any way. I'm sorry we didn't provide the right empathy and understanding. When Bobby Kotick has your back, it's because he stuck a knife in it. Yep. <sighs> Anyone who's who isn't a billionaire who's looked at a billionaire and thought I relate to them is a fucking idiot. Not to take the pressure off the billionaires who are all filth. Jeff Bezos wants to pollute space, and I'm like, well, why didn't you stay there? <sighs> Do you get it? Because <laughs> he's <laughs> trash. Yeah. Yeah. So to, to reiterate, the apology they originally get was so hand wavy. It had such wonderful quotes as. We work at a company that truly values equality and fairness, which, like, fucking... The allegation is that you don't. Yeah. (laughs) Nuh-uh. Yeah. Uh, There's some old, factual, uh, out-of-context stories, some from more than a decade ago. I mean, that doesn't make them untrue. Yeah. Are, Are you suggesting, oh, these stories are okay, we harassed those people a decade ago. Rest assured that leadership is committed to continuing to maintain a safe, fair, and inclusive workplace. We cannot let egregious actions of others and a truly meritless and irresponsible lawsuit damage our culture of respect and equal opportunity for all employees. That's such a fucking... Weasel shit? Yeah. 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 That's a good phrase for it. Yeah, it's a weasel shit. It's what happens when abusive people and institutions are called out. They all behave the same way, and they all think it's gonna fool everyone. Or they don't care that it won't. Yeah. That's pretty likely. Yeah, that's a fairly safe bet. Yeah. We had a few, like, independent statements from, like, specific game development team. Oh, yeah, it was real cool seeing Mike Moraim step up and be like, oh, we failed. Yeah, you fucking did. 
Yeah. <laughs> Blizzard didn't fail. Blizzard created the exact fucking environment yes. it wanted. Exactly. It was horrifyingly successful. The only thing from Blizzard's perspective it failed at was covering its tracks. Yeah, yeah. We failed. They always, they, that lets them portray it as a mistake. This was no mistake. This was deliberate. This is systemic. It's a pattern of abuse. Abusers don't make mistakes. They don't, they don't accidentally abuse someone to the point of suicide. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, we failed. I've seen that many times as well. Mm -hmm. That's such a stock response from these companies. Oh, we failed. In fact, I'm pretty sure Blizzard itself has used that oh, fucking. Sure. I'm pretty sure J. Allen Brack has fucking put out that excuse before. Oh. We didn't do our best. The Mike Moraine quote that I keep fixating on is... Harassment and discrimination exist. They are prevalent in our industry. Sort of said as if, like, it's, oh, this happens everywhere, as if that doesn't make it worse. Oh, this is normal. Yeah. This is accepted. This is just standard operating procedure, is to abuse employees. Yeah. That's what they're saying. And you know what? I appreciate the honesty, because yes, that's right. Yeah, that is, that is very much the problem right now. This is industry-wide. Fucking deal with it. So there's still more to fucking dig through in this. World of Warcraft is removing some unspecified content that is causing pain and suffering and gave a very vague, oh, it's been a time of reflection and we've been talking to the brave women and we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna change some stuff in the game. We're not gonna say what, but we're gonna change some bad stuff in World of Warcraft. We hope that you all stick around and enjoy our game still, please. So one of the things they're probably removing, there is an in-game character in World of Warcraft based on former senior creative director of, uh, of, of the game who was allegedly permitted to engage in blatant sexual harassment with little to no repercussions. Cool. You probably shouldn't have a character of him in your game. So No, it sounds exactly like the sort of representation of your company you would want reflected within your product. Really show those corporate values. Yeah. Ah, they're all fucking disgusting. I don't have any patience for it. They really are. This is basically the whole news this week is, hey... Activision Blizzard have been shit for a while, but hey, they're shittier than we explicitly knew about. No, no, we should have the receipts now. You can't look at any one of these companies now and think to yourself, I'm sure that that is a safe, productive workplace that takes care of its employees. You can't. You can't honestly look at a single one of them. Now it's just a question of degree. Yeah. Yeah. It always was. Yeah, and it will continue... To be until we fucking burn this industry to the ground and start over fresh. Yes, burn it to the ground. Hey, every game development studio becoming a workers' co-op, that'd be a start. Yeah, unionization at the very least. Yep. And that's the least, that's where it has to start. Or at the very least, get rid of all of the current CEOs who have yes. overseen years of problems and have failed to either know that they were happening or fail to stop them happening. You cut out the rot, and by that I mean the entire leadership. Anyone who has someone working under them, gone. Honestly, at this point, might as well. Like, this goes from Activision down to the independent game development scene. Like, Twitter is awash with people who have been screaming this for years. 
the shit they've gone through in indie spaces, let alone your Activisions and your Ubisofts. It is top to bottom scum. I would be fine if a Bobby Kotick or Yves Jameau were kept at in one of their companies, whatever their company is, provided that, you know, they would agree to the terms of being held accountable by their employees to the same standards of everyone else, the expectation that the work is done, and that the production value is shared equally amongst employees. They want to work in the co-op fine, otherwise off with their fucking heads. Get rid of them. I mean, just think of the money that would be freed up. Uh-huh. Just think of the money that would be freed up for all of these too expensive to make games if we weren't giving millions and millions and millions and millions and, and just add as many millions as you want to that of dollars to the executive class. It's weird how every time the conversation comes up about why they didn't divert resources from one feature that somebody doesn't like towards a feature that they do like, the feature is never paying fucking executive salaries. Exactly. Stop paying him. Yeah. Bobby Kotick, at the very l- if he was any sort of bloke, if he was any sort of decent human being, and he's not because he's a billionaire, but if he was, he wouldn't take that 14 mil this year. Oh, it doesn't, no, because yeah. the salary thing, you know, he doesn't, he should, he, if he were smart, he reduces salary to a dollar for the year to get the better tax arrangement out of it and just collect all those fucking bonuses. But he's probably doing something along those lines already. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of the money he makes is in perks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we can't tax him. Yeah, exactly. So they could steal more money from us. Yeah. From you, the gamer. Activision is routinely stealing money from the American taxpayer. I've said this many times before. They have a basement in Holland that they claim their games come from. Yeah. Top to bottom, this industry is pure corruption. Yeah. People wonder why I don't want to do fun, happy game reviews anymore and just focus on the games. That's what they want. That's what these companies want. It's what they bank on. It's why they've got this disarmed gaming press and a community of loyal fucking attack dogs who have for over a year told folks like me to shut up. Well, you can shut up and fuck off. So there's still a little bit more on this fucking story. There's one thing I wanted to make sure we talked about because it's... A lot of people don't know about this, and this this will give you some insight into one of the executive team at Activision Blizzard. Activision Blizzard executive Fran Ch- Townsend, who, oh, we'll get into their email apology, quote-unquote, in a second. Uh, did you know they were uh, previously the assistant for Homeland Security and counterterrorism to George W. Bush? Yeah, Activision has a number of sort of embedded yeah. things like this. Well, it, you know... Federal government and CIA loves to put employees in places all over the place. Yeah. Um, and for Activision, it really does make a ton of sense. It's a Call of Duty thing to have those connections to military personnel, former military personnel. Like, there's a lot of value. That makes sense, but Assistant for Homeland Security becomes, and this is, this is their uh, job title at Activision Blizzard, Chief Compliance Officer, which I know that that yeah. doesn't mean what it sounds like it means. They're, head of, they're the head of security. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Homeland Security, come make sure everyone complies. No, that makes complete sense to me. That's exactly the sort of person I would hire for that role. 100% a former military uh, Homeland Security guy to head up my security. 100%. I would not call it compliance. I'd call it the fucking death squad. Yeah, yeah. 
But yeah. that's just me. I, you know, I got a different sense of branding. Yes. Basically, Townsend joined in March, and their statement that has a lot of employees at the company really fucking pissed off is, um, when I, basically it boils down to, when I joined the company a mere, a whole three or four months ago in an executive position, I joined the executive leadership team knowing I would be valued and treated with respect. And for me, this has been true in my time at the company. It's basically going in and being like, well, I, as an executive leadership member, have not been harassed in the four months I've been here. <laughs> Therefore, <laughs> um... I, as far as I can tell, this is all, uh, all nonsense, as best I can tell. It's all above board. Take it from someone who was the breadwinner of a number of organizations. It's very easy to say you were treated well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's very easy to say you were one of a handful of people who were treated well. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've constantly worked with people who hate where they work and... They've always treated me well, and I know why, because I was beneficial to them. Mm -hmm. It was beneficial to treat me nicely. Yeah. So whenever like an organization is treating me well, I am always cognizant of the fact that that will not be a universal story. It, more than likely, it will not be. In the politest possible sense, her message very much came across as, well, I'm a woman at this company and I've not been harassed, therefore I believe my upper senior staff when they say these are spurious allegations because I've not experienced this here. Mm. Yeah. Not being at all aware of the power imbalance of being a fucking former political person moved into an executive level position oh, yeah. within and the company a mere four months ago. If, if I'm inclined to trust anyone, it's corporate cops. Hmm. <sighs> I'll tell you what, right? What a gross industry. Yeah. What a gross industry, folks. There's not really any fun news this week. The closest I could find to, to like nice, interesting, fun, interesting news... Do you remember we talked a few weeks ago about Abandoned, the indie game question mark that everyone is convinced is a Kojima game? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So very soon we will know what the fuck is up with that, because remember they were talking about doing a weird real-time trailer that you could download on your PS5? Right. Uh, that's coming out on August 10th, so that's like a week, a week and a bit away. And yeah... A little under two weeks, we will know exactly what that is. We know a bit more about it now. Not only will you see the the trailer on screen in, in you know in engine running, but your controller will rumble and make sounds out the speaker and do the things it will do in game while the gameplay is on screen. Okay. I, I mean, look, I needed something <laughs> that wasn't Activision Blizzard to end on. And hey, August tenth, if if you're still convinced this is going to be a Kojima thing, that's when you can check it out. If you think it's going to be an indie thing that might be interesting, that's when you can check it out. Wow, you were desperate. Yeah, it was either that or at the Tokyo Olympics. If COVID hadn't been a thing, Lady Gaga was going to jump out of a big Mario pipe and dance with Mario, and that that didn't happen. It was a real bottom of the barrel week this week. Yeah. Playdate pre-orders are opening. Yes, and I, I am excited. They literally will go live when this podcast goes live. Oh, it's the same time of day, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I knew it was tomorrow. I hadn't I hadn't scoped out the time. I want to get one. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get one. 
It's yellow. Yeah. It's yellow and that excites me more than the crank. If you're listening to this the second it goes up and maybe there'll still be some left yeah, an hour I mean, after they went up on sale, go go check them out. Playdate seems real fun. It'll be over an hour before you get to this bit, but by that point I'd have gotten my Playdate. For any of you who for some reason skip to the end of Podquisition and just want to hear like the, the last 10 minutes, hey, maybe you can get a Playdate. You can get a Playdate. I don't know how many people will want one, but... I don't know, ever since it was announced in, like, what, 2019 now? Like, I've just really liked the little thing. I really, I really want one. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, like, between the Switch slash Switch OLED, we got the Steam Deck, we got the Play Date. Like, there's quite a bit of handheld stuff, and as a handheld fan, I'm here for it. Yeah, agreed. So, yeah, should we wrap up, wrap up there, then? Yeah. yeah, I tell you what, right? Right, yeah. You got stuff. I've got stuff. Do you want to know about it? I do. You can find it at Laura K Buzz everywhere. It's on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. You can find me on TikTok at Laura K Buzz. Apparently that's where all the cool kids are watching my content. Fucking hell. You can find me Twitch streaming Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays at 10pm UK, 5pm Eastern, 2pm Pacific. Uh, every Friday I upload episodes of Accessibility, which is a show about accessibility and representation in the games industry. Uh, I've got books. Uncomfortable Labels, that's out now. Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, that's out now. Gender Euphoria, that's out now. There is also podcasts. Uh, Pixel Square, I tell you about video game character pornography. Queer and Pleasant Strangers, where I talk about things that aren't video games. Do you want to know what I think about board games? Go check that out. And there is Dice Funk, which is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I'm on seasons three, four, five, six, seven, and eight. Uh, they're all their own little stories. Jump into whatever one you like, but jump into the one that ones I'm in. They're the good ones. Uh, Conrad, you were on that show as well. I sure was. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Conrad Zimmerman. You can hang out with me on Twitch uh, four days a week, twitch.tv slash that Conrad Zimmerman. You can buy anti-capitalist propaganda that I make at pinfultruth.com and you can buy audiobooks at conradreads.com or you could listen to me on some other podcasts, the spinoff doctors. Yeah, I keep saying I'll watch Monster Hunter. But come on. It's a monster <laughs> hunter. It. It, it, it's it. it's after after we get the Gymporium shipping done, I will watch Monster Hunter. Uh Boss's favorite son. Uh, oh, we might be recording that this week too. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Oh, crap. All right. And uh let's talk about snacks. We're talking about snacks with Lauren Morgan and Linda Camiolo. And uh we I, I made a bunch of milkshakes last week, and so that was a lot of fun. Um and everything I do is supported online at Patreon, patreon.com slash fist shark. And you know who else has a Patreon? Uh-uh. Who? Why, it's James Stephanie Sterling. <gasps> That's me. Yes, yes. Patreon.com slash Jimquisition. That pays for everything. It keeps the show running, keeps this running. It lets me pay folks. Uh, also, my next wrestling appearance is uh, August 13th. That's York SWO Wrestling. Uh, tag team title match. So I'll be winning that probably. Be winning that probably. Have a nice a new title belt. It's about time. Better win. Uh, and I stream as well. Uh, Twitch TV slash Jim Sterling. And yeah, and I'm gay girlfriends now with uh, Phoenix, who's on it a lot with me. So oh, that's a turn up. 
for the books. And the Gymporium. And the Gymporium, www.thegymporium.com. We've got a shirt that says the gays can do whatever they want. I got sure. about 300 of them. He's got loads of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I nick one when I'm over? Yeah, yeah I need I'll to bring go over. One. I need to sort out P.O. Box today. And I'm going to go over to Conrad's. And then I'm going to wear that shirt. And then I'm going to wear it all day long. And then I'll wear it tomorrow as well, and then I'll just keep wearing it until it basically needs to be peeled off me. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. 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 Thanks for listening, folks. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I don't know why I got this high. <laughs> oh, it's because I found that bag of meth in a cab. Oh, right. <laughs>